0: Join us May 11th for the third annual North Hills Home Brew Fest at the Pittsburgh Shrine Center Picnic Pavilion.
1: Home brewers from around the area will be featuring their best beers for you to taste while competing for the grand prize of having their beer brewed and served at Penn Brewery.
0: The event will feature raffles, auctions, painting with a twist, food from Vagabond Tacos and Oakmont Barbecue, a live home brewing demo by Kegel Brewing, and a live podcast by us, Hop Nation USA. Tickets are $35 for VIP, $25 for general admission, and only $5 for designated drivers. Proceeds go to benefit the Shriners.
1: Purchase tickets, or if you're a homebrewer, get your entry form at seriousshriners.org. Just click on the events tab, and we'll see you on the 11th. Welcome to episode 102. Before we get started, you've just heard the promo for the North Hills Homebrew Fest on May 11th. Stay tuned to the end of the first segment for your chance to win two free general admission tickets. Now... Into the Terminator timeline of podcasting. Last week, you may have heard Steve say this week was going to be our episode with Southern Tier Brewing. Unfortunately, last minute changes have postponed this episode. We do, however, have an episode pre recorded with White Horse Brewing in their Washington tap room. This was originally going to be episode 103, and some things are referenced as though they had already passed, even though we recorded this in the past. But this episode is coming out a week early, so they actually haven't come to be yet. Unless you're listening in October, then assume everything is wrong. Namely, though, there's reference to a marshmallow peat beer having come and gone. But if you're listening on Friday, April 12th, as you should, then you can actually go down to the tap room on the 13th and try it out. They're also having an Easter egg hunt on Sunday, the 14th. That is all. On with the show. The, Hop nation. We are the Nation. USA Podcast. Welcome back Hop Nation. We are here for another fantastic episode of Hop Nation USA. Now as you can hear in the background things might be just a little bit different and that is usually indication that we are live. And that is correct. We are here at the fabulous White Horse Brewing uh, here in, what is this, Cannonsburg? uh, Washington? Washington. Washington, PA. uh, Or as the locals call it, Little Washington. (laughs) Or at least one person does, that's me. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sure. So we are here. Here at the uh, the White Horse brewery uh, we're here gonna we're here to talk beer yeah yeah so uh, the gentleman that you hear agreeing with me of course is Steve uh, Steve is the man on the boards he's
0: on the knobs the ones and the twos Steve are you doing well I'm doing well Adam yes I have come here and I'm ready to drink beer and I'm ready to talk about beer great then so i've checked all the
1: boxes <laughs> then let's do that we can do that let's get through all the pleasantries and okay. let's get to the beer but first uh, obviously since this is a live episode it's not just us we didn't just you know find a table in the corner and just decided to start talking we have guests although i think that's a good idea maybe we should try that one time just show up at a brewery and just see how long it takes for somebody to come over and
0: yeah just have a, an open guest mic yeah it's like podcast piracy Like this is is our brewery now This is our space
1: (laughs) We could probably do that
0: Yeah, but for now we didn't do that No, We have actual guests, they've agreed to be a part of this (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) although we don't have paperwork But yeah, we have verbal agreements Uh, So we have uh, uh, three guests Of the White Horse Brewery We of course have uh, George George, uh, introduce yourself
2: My name is George uh, from Berlin, PA And one of the owners of White Horse Brewing And uh, next we have Lisa Lisa, introduce yourself
3: Hi, my name's Lisa Black, and I am the manager here at Whitehorse Brewing at the Street.
1: And last, but certainly not least, Mike. Mike, what do you have to say for yourself? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm the headbird at Whitehorse. And
4: um, yeah, if you start that... Podcast piracy thing at breweries, make sure you call me. Okay, that we sounds can like do fun. That.
0: that sounds like fun. We can I'm make in. that happen. I'm totally in. First mate Mike reporting.
4: <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye.
1: So, uh, we're here to talk beer, and of course, we're going to talk white horse brewing. Uh, so, what we got to do is we got to get a beer that's in us, that's right in front of us.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, it's always best that we turn it over to somebody else to explain what it is, though.
1: Yes. So, uh, so Mike, you're uh, you're the man behind the madness. Uh, so what is this beer that we have in front of us?
0: Uh, so the first beer is our Irish
4: Stout. Um, released it, obviously, for St. Patrick's Day. Um, called it Irish, I Weren't So Stout. Uh, my girlfriend comes up with all the clever names. I'm not punny enough to come up with the names. <laughs> uh, but it's an Irish Stout. has a boatload of roasted barley, uh, flaked barley,
1: black malt, and Maris Otter. Hopped with nugget and willow mint, I think. Right on. Uh, in terms of numbers, what's the uh, the ABV, the IBUs on this? Uh, ABB, ABV is 5%, IBUs 20s. I'm
4: not okay. I it, it sounds pretty, yeah, pretty, it's standard pretty standard. 25, yeah. Pretty standard. really happy with how
1: it turned out. Right so. on. So we have it in front of us, which means it's time for us to drink it. Uh, taking a look at it, it of course, yeah, it looks like an Irish stout.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it does have a little bit of that lightness to it where mm-hmm. you can see light kind of penetrating through. Yes, it, it's kind of got that dark caramel look to it. Right, it's not a full black Russian Imperial right. or anything like that. It, it doesn't look like soup or <laughs> It is not the tar. abyss
1: at all. Uh, taking a smell on it. Yeah, it smells good. Nice malty nose to it. Yeah, I get a little bit of a roastiness on the nose. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Which, again, that's what you would expect. You would hope. <laughs> that's what you would hope. That was the plan. Yes yeah i'm definitely getting that roastiness coming out of it i really like this i'll be honest
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you hey not a problem yeah that's it's really good it it, it does have kind of that classic dry irish mm-hmm. taste to it it's not um on the mouthfeel it's not overly thick right it's not overly sweet so this is more of a classic stout right it's not the pastry boy that it was, has come to be known Right yeah, no, it's not, yeah, it's not that trash I live on. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, it's, it, it's a real classic uh, Irish stout. This isn't on Nitro, though, right?: That's correct. Okay, you yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, could, could we? <laughs> could <you>?
2: George <laughs> Not at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm
1: hearing is for future St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's 2020, I have this beer on Nitro.
2: The possibilities are endless. Uh, I (laughs) like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's positive thinking. Thanks, guys. Appreciate <laughs> it.
2: <laughs>
1: so while we're drinking on this beer, I, I think it's uh, it's time to talk a little bit about White, White Horse uh, Brewing itself. Uh, we are obviously here in Washington or Little Washington to the locals, but uh, this is not the home base of White Horse. This is not where you guys originated from. Uh, White Horse is actually out of New Berlin. I'm sorry, Berlin, Pennsylvania. You guys don't make pretzels. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) they're nearby. (laughs) Yeah. So Berlin PA. Uh, so for those that are not familiar with the area, where is Berlin PA?
2: The best orientation I can give is I say seven Springs and we're roughly 20 to 25 miles from seven Springs resort. So they can relate to that. So we are in Somerset County. We are located in the same town where they make the potato chips. Good old Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) So how long has has Whitehorse been in operation? How long have you guys been open? We brewed our first batch of beer in November of 2013, and um, really we knew we were going to have to be kind of a regional player before tap rooms were allowed. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's where we got our start, and... Thank God for the tap room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, as a customer and consumer, I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, being in, starting in Berlin, there wasn't a whole lot of competition in that area, I don't believe, like we, as far as just like home-based breweries.
2: It, right, we're still the only uh, micro in Somerset County and uh, even surrounding counties. There's one now in Cambria County and none in Fayette County. So any bordering county uh, might have one, might not, not have any. So yeah,
0: So anybody out there who's complaining about oversaturation in the uh, market, <laughs> well, you haven't been looking in the right counties. <laughs> <laughs> Just come on up to the mountains. We got yeah. plenty of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you got your start in Berlin, but now we're here in Washington, and you've opened a tap room right outside the racetrack. And I think it's an obvious question: Why this location? And does the racetrack play anything into a pun or a play on the name? Or I mean, it's White Horse Brewing outside the Roy- the horse track.
2: <laughs> yes, we. Um, well, it's always a long story, uh, but to make it a little more brief, we wanted to reach out when they allowed the taproom concept so we weren't sure where to go and uh, one day uh, Lisa is from Berlin and she stopped in at the brewery and she kinda pitched it to us and because we honestly had no idea where we wanted to where else we wanted to be or where to go so we kinda digested that and she took the reins and connected us to south point and i will let her speak uh, here a little about the whole process uh i can tell you that when they called and said hey we're not going to put you in south point we have a better location and i was like oh man we got turned down <laughs> I was like, what'd we do wrong well then i don't know things just hit you it, odd times I'm driving home and I'm like the whole marketing thing just opened wide uh, uh, open for us because we were white horse before and now we're in front of the racetrack so I'll let Lisa speak to uh, why she felt we needed to be here
3: hey guys so um, I'm originally from Berlin but I've lived up here in Washington County for 11 years now and um i just really love craft beer and i really thought white horse brewing would do really well in um in a second location and when we actually first started talking about opening up in washington county uh there were no other breweries currently opened at that point um so we did not end up being the first one opened in washington county but we're still only the third one in washington county or we were the third one in washington county um yeah like george had said it kind of the opportunity presented itself whenever they wanted to put us down here at this location we actually had a meeting over at Permanis. i remember sitting over there at that table and talking about this location and when they came over and showed it to us they had me when they said we could have the patio (laughs) (laughs) and um it just kind of worked out you know with being with by the racetrack and the horse statue being right out front so it's a great marketing opportunity Mm -hmm. for us i feel
1: yeah and i must say obviously you can't see the space because this is a podcast Uh, But this is a great little space. I like the the atmosphere of it. I like the patio that you guys have going here. This is is the kind of place where you could come here for a Saturday afternoon and just sit and just kind of take in the day. Uh, I really like the space you guys have going here, and I could definitely see myself coming here and having, well, more than one. I'll I'll say it that way.
0: So, what can people expect from this space? So, I I see that you have a number of TVs up on the wall, so obviously you have something to watch, (laughs) Um, but do you have like food here or what are the number of taps? Uh, You know, what are the other amenities other than just being casino adjacent? (laughs)
3: Um, So what we have to offer here at Whitehorse, we have 12 um, taps that we have. Currently, 10 of the taps are filled with our beers. One tap is a guest tap, and one tap we save for Arsenal Cider. We rotate um, their cider in for non-beer drinkers. We also have a local wine, and we have local spirits as well, so we make cocktails, and I changed the cocktail list based on the season, so currently we're serving our spring cocktails Um, we also offer peanuts to our customers anybody that comes in they get free peanuts if they want them Um, and then people are allowed to bring food in here from anywhere Uh, and then we also have primanian brothers full menu in here we place your order for you and um, primanies walks the order over to the customer hold on hold on <laughs> mm.
1: i just want to make absolutely sure that i heard that correctly i can sit in a brewery and somebody will walk me a permani sandwich over to me
3: <laughs> that is correct and, and i pay permani we pay for manies, and you pay us all on one bill so you don't even have to exchange money with anybody except me,
1: <laughs> this is a game changer, just so you know. This is an absolute game changer.
0: I have never heard or seen such a thing, and now I don't know that I'm gonna leave <laughs> like at all. A permannies that you're not stuck drinking Sam Adams or macro, right?
2: Wow, yeah,
1: yeah. So, you guys just gonna
0: have to push me out the door,
1: <laughs> just
2: so you know. <clears throat> I that we, is awesome. We, we do get a lot of compliments because when it's an hour wait, uh, at their door. And if we have an open table, you can come and order and have your food in 10 minutes. (laughs) So for whatever reason, we get precedence. <laughs> that is awesome. That that almost sounds like, like a little local secret kind of thing. Yeah. You know,
1: it's like, Yeah, yeah. It's like secret passway.
0: Yeah, that secret menu stuff right there mm-hmm. is like, oh, if you want your sandwich quicker, go sit down at the brewery. <laughs> and, and oh, by the way, have a better beer. Yeah. Get a better beer selection and, oh, yeah, your sandwich will be there quicker. <laughs> Are we sure this isn't some sort of Illuminati thing going on here? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is I need to stop asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, it's simple. sandwiches are a lot easier to make than they are to get people out of their booths. I'm sorry, I'm
1: I'm just excited right now.
0: This is a whole new environment for me, and I don't know how to take it all in.
3: Yeah, and we do. I mean, they even extend their happy hours to us. As far as like they have the dollar fifty pizza slices, really. Um, so you can order those. They have a pizza feast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They extend that special to us um, as well. So it's a really great relationship that we have with them.
1: That is fantastic. I, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm on a podcast, but I'm speechless
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're not under operating hours right now at Whitehorse, so <laughs> that's true. You have to come back later and live out these fantasies. <laughs> or I could just wait until they open again. <laughs> well then I'm taking your car. <laughs> I say they got a concrete floor, I'm fine. <laughs> as far as like events and other things that are coming up for, you know, this tap room, like what can people look forward to?
3: Um, So I do schedule all different kinds of events that happen here Um, the second and fourth Thursdays of the month we have trivia um, buzzworthy pub trivia they come in and it actually gets very packed in here for trivia so you better come early to get your seat Um, and we give out gift cards to first and second place for that and then um, other events just vary like i have been scheduling um, i hooked up with a local winery um, who owns a shuttle because they do a bunch of weddings red fox winery and i've been um, coordinating local beer wine and spirits tours in washington county once a month on the last saturday of the month so we visit four different places in washington county and you buy a ticket and get on the shuttle and we go to the different places and we spend an hour at each place Um, so that's been going well. Um, I also do food pairings, beer and food pairings. I've done a beer and cheese pairing, um, with uh, local cheese company in Washington that went over very well I actually have coming up a Girl Scout cookie and beer pairing um, at the end of April I have a donut, um and beer pairing that I'm doing it's with peace love and little Donuts. Um, so I just love to pair food um, and beer we did a bacon and beer pairing we also have um, like just different events, like um, having an adult Easter egg hunt and, um, just all different kinds of stuff we have Derby Day Mayo Saturday May 4th is a huge event it's actually not just us it's the whole place down here it's called Derby Day Mayo they did it last year we have a big screen that's out here in the parking lot and they um, air the Kentucky Derby and have live music and food trucks and it's just a great event to come down to a car show and that's a huge event down here
0: Gee, Adam, I think she just said another secret I word for you. <laughs> I <know>. Car show. <laughs> so let me get this straight.
1: I get craft beer. I get permani sandwiches. I get, I get the, the horse races. I get a car show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not leaving. So I guess you know where you'll be on May
0: 4th. <laughs> well, no, I got to get down here on the 3rd. That way I get a good spot. Whatever. There's hotels. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> you did mention, uh, while you were talking, Lisa, I heard a word come up a lot, though, that's other, an, another key word, local when coming into this area, was it a focus of yours that you wanted to feature local uh, businesses in the area rather than just kind of grabbing what you could get from like a (laughs) Walmart?
3: Yeah. Um, So yeah, I love local. Um, My husband owns his own business and so does his dad and he works for his dad as well. Um, And just working with george and susan just because i'm from berlin and i you know they're a family friend and i just love small local businesses so i try to support them as much as possible so um anytime i'm doing like a food pairing i try to use local businesses um i did my bacon pairing um he he bake bourbon bacon and beer across 19 here sean's you know local business owner the cheese shop she's a local business owner in washington my donut even though peace love and little donuts is a chain each individual place is owned by an individual person so um and then the local beer wine and spirits store yeah i mean i'm not gonna take people to just any bar because i want to feature the you know small local spirits wines and breweries so
0: that's awesome yeah I mean we're just big supporters of small and local business as well so it's good to hear anytime a brewery also wants to be a part of that Mm -hmm.
1: yes Uh, so with that in mind I heard you're talking about there were some uh, some spirits some distillers uh, that you were involved with have you been able to get in we can talk about this a little bit more in segment two Uh, but have you been able to get involved with them to do any sort of uh, bourbon barrel aging or anything like that to be able to use any of their equipment uh mike you haven't talked for a while
5: nope.
1: uh so uh, that's something that we've talked about a lot kind of just
4: working it into the schedule but oh man i love big russian imperial stouts <laughs> so um you know we're talking georgian to nitro so we're going to be talking him into barrels
1: too here i like it's pretty soon i like it well if so, you talking big imperial stouts you're talking steve's language right. so yeah if that happens he'll be here too <laughs> That also goes back to piracy. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, unfortunately, I do have a bit of bad news, at least for me. My beer glass is empty, Mm -hmm. Uh, this Irish stout that we had. Um, But the the good news is the reason it's empty is because it was really good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Thanks, you didn't guys. just throw it on the ground. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not in a fit of rage. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but no, it, it was really good beer, good malty. Uh, it had a good roasty finish to it. It was a very classic beer.
0: Yeah, it had a really nice roasty finish that is different than you would get from Guinness or I know we've talked up the believe it's the breckenridge dry irish nitro yes yes yeah it has a different roasty finish from the two of those so it does stand out in that way Mm -hmm. but it also is still very drinkable along the lines of a guinness
1: yeah i could definitely have more than one Mm -hmm. for sure and then they'll bring me my permani
0: sandwich (laughs) and then you get your (laughs) permani sandwich (laughs) Then you get to go see your car show. Yeah. Then you get to go see, watch the horses. And I go home happy. <laughs> or you don't go home at all because you just go to the casino and then stay at the hotel. Who knows? The, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. It's all out there for you. <laughs> so
1: let's take, quick, <laughs> let's take a quick break. The world is yours.
0: Let's take a quick break.
1: Let's come back with segment two. Yeah. With another beer. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk beer. Okay. So uh, Hop Nation, we will be right back. And now your chance to win two tickets to the third annual North Hills Homebrew Fest on May 11th. Just email us the word Shriner to HopNationUSA at gmail.com. Entries are open from Friday, April 12th to noon on Friday, April 19th. Winner will be chosen at random and informed by Saturday, April 20th. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code Hop USA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back, Hop Nation. We are coming to you live from Laptop uh, from White Horse Brewing here in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, We're here talking beers. We're here talking what else comes with beer.
0: Permanent sandwiches, of course. Okay. Is that your new, like, digital age live on laptop? (laughs) It is. Okay. Yeah. As compared to my... Live on on tape?
1: Yeah. Live on on laptop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we, of course, are here at White Horse Brewing. We're talking beers, and it is time to get the next one uh, down the hatch. And I'm really uh, very curious on this one. Uh, This one is a uh, bit of a fireball, I hear.
0: I don't. I wouldn't call it Fireball. I hate Fireball. No, not so. It better no, not no, taste like Fireball.
5: No.
0: Fireball is trash, and it's not whiskey. No. It does so not it, taste like Fireball. Do not. Good, fireball. Yeah, good. How about we turn it over to Mike again and actually get the word on this beer? Yes.
4: <laughs> so uh, yeah, this one is um, an old homebrew recipe. Um, it's kind of the beer that got me addicted to homebrewing. To be honest, um, it's a raspberry jalapeno wheat. Ooh. Okay. Um, you know a lot of places will do like the mango habanero for the heat and the fruit um the backstory to this one is i saw a jar of tastefully simple jam that was raspberry jalapeno i guess okay. you put it on top of cream cheese or something i don't know <laughs> i don't do that stuff but i saw the it's all the jar <laughs> so
5: good. yeah it,
4: it, it, it tasted good yeah but um so i got the idea for a beer and we made it for probably five or six years home brewing awesome um whenever i saw the look of Excitement on my friends' faces when the first time they drank it—that's whenever I became addicted to beer and brewing, and, and mainly brewing. But mm. that's that—that that was the beer that turned it on for me. That was where you had that that show of success. You knew you did yeah. it right. You you hit it right on yeah. the head. Um, the beer has changed a lot over the years, uh, and I'll be honest—I think this is one of the best versions of it. I can't believe how it scaled up to mm. the large scale. Um, yeah, it's 4.2%. It's made with two-row wheat and a little bit of Munich, uh, hopped with nugget, um, just tried to get to, like, the 20 IBU range. Um, put, what, 70 jalapenos, I think it was. Uh, awesome. we, we cut them up and threw them in the fermenter. And then um, we got puree from Oregon Fruits and put 126 pounds of puree in a five-barrel batch. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> so it's, there's a lot of raspberry. That's why it has that beautiful red color mm-hmm. if you like red colored beer oh yes <laughs> yes um so yeah i've quit
1: blabbing on about it and let you guys try it i'm pretty happy with it <laughs> so yeah that is the first thing you notice on this beer it is it is a very nice pink color to it uh yes it's a wheat but there's a lot of raspberry going on in here i can already tell
0: this is back to that flamingos at dusk color yes that we had mentioned yes. <laughs> on a previous episode <laughs> it, it's, it, it's a dark pink but it's not uh yeah it kind of looks like jam in a way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah on the nose i get a good bit of the jalapeno smell. Well, admittedly, I got a little bit of beer on my nose
1: because I went in a little deep. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's on me. <laughs>
0: mm. but did, did you smell anything I, when I, you go? <laughs> I did, and it did smell good. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get mostly jalapeno mm-hmm. on the nose. Yep. So let's, uh, let's just try this.
1: Yeah, it's definitely got that good jalapeno spice to it. I do like that. But the other thing is it's got that spice, but it's not overbearing.
0: Yeah, the spice isn't overbearing, and... Also the sweetness from the raspberries isn't overbearing. It's really well balanced. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a good
0: mix. Uh, and it's to the point where I think everybody can try it. This is not a uh, like a dare beer, Right, I yeah. Would say. yeah. Sometimes those mango habaneros or other habaneros, or as we've brewed, the blueberry raspberry Carolina Reaper. Yeah, that, that was a hate beer. <laughs> yeah, that, that wow. was just like, haha, try it. <laughs> can you survive? Maybe. <laughs>
1: No, this is this is a good beer for for somebody that's looking for a little bit of that that jalapeno pop to it mm-hmm. without, you know, feeling the after effects, I hope.
0: It's yeah, also very fresh. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. 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 It's also very fresh in it that is. way. It's it's just like a real bright beer. Mm-hmm.
4: This is a yeah. good summer beer. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And whenever we did the jalapenos, we actually took the um like the seeds and the the guts out of most of them to okay. try to keep the heat down. We wanted a little bit of bite, but nothing too much. Yeah. You know, like you guys said, we didn't want it to be like a dare beer. We yeah. want it to be, you know, a nice summer, you know, and it, it's a little early for summer, but we we brewed it just to get it out there and see how it did. And it, it's done really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll
0: be back for summer. Uh, probably a few times. Excellent. Excellent. I will say on the burp ups, I'm getting a lot of jalapeno flavor. It's still not like spicy or overbearing. It's just. Mostly habanero when it comes, or jalapeno when it comes I
5: to <laughs> pull that one off? I don't know.
0: Brain just started spinning. <laughs> What'd you have for dinner? <laughs> I didn't have anything for dinner. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> so uh, while we sip on this beer, uh, it's time we, we turn to the man that is behind these beers. Uh, Mike, we got to talk to you just a little bit more. Cool, man.
0: You're a little bit silent in the first segment. So this segment, <laughs> right. we're going to focus more on yes. you. And basically, we're going to start with, you're the newest brewer of White Horse. Yes. So, how did you get started, and when did you start brewing for White Horse?
4: Um, so, I started brewing. Um, I've been home brewing for probably five or six years. Um, I started way back in 2010 and did like two or three batches with a friend of mine, um, but he didn't understand that beer had to ferment. Oh no! So he lost interest immediately. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I did two or three batches myself and. You know you guys homebrew it's 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 a lot of work when you're doing it by mm-hmm. yourself especially if you're bottling and waiting for beer to cool down and everything else so um yeah like five or six years ago i decided to pick it back up and on batch i want to say probably five or six we made raspberry jalapeno mm-hmm. it was an extract brewing but um threw some jalapenos in a tincture threw some raspberry extract in it and like i said whenever you you guys know what it's like whenever you see somebody drink something that you've made something that you've created from your own brain and their face lights up and they're excited yeah. about it it's an addiction it is. It, it, really it is it it's a high and ever since then it's been full steam ahead um, with home brewing and we've had a lot of success with it may you know especially with a raspberry jalapeno but with other beers too and um towards the you know beginning of last year middle of last year we started seriously talking about trying to open a place mm. um up where we live in like Somerset area um which is isn't far from Berlin and um we're really close with our talks on you know making that next step and i met george through some mutual friends um friend of ours that owns a distillery up near us and met him that way and he said he was looking for a brewer and i was looking for a place to brew and took him some homebrew and middle december we brewed my first batch of beer on this big system um i went from five and ten gallon batches to five barrels that's awesome that
1: that is a heck of a jump
4: it's scary as shit. (laughs) (laughs) let me just tell you man it was terrifying um the first batch i think is still on the wall because um we were kind of playing with volumes okay. and instead of making about 160 gallons we probably made over 200 gallons of it so <laughs> we watered down the pale ale a little bit being <laughs> full disclosure it's still a good beer um but it's it's been a learning process ever since mm-hmm. and um you know the irish stout you guys just had was an old homebrew recipe uh the raspberry jalapeno was a homebrew recipe and they scaled up really well um, you know, I like to think a lot of it is, you know, right place, right time, but I was also prepared for it. Right. You know, so there's there's a lot to that, a lot to be said for that.
0: So it's kind of nice that you had that, like, back playbook that you could bring in for Whitehorse. Absolutely. Yeah. So is there is there anything
1: in the playbook that you, you have kind of tagged, like, one of these days I'm going to make this beer... One that you, you've you made, you know, in the basement, in the back porch that you know when you scale it up, it's just going to be a home run. I feel like you're just lobbing me a softball because, of course, I have those, man. <laughs> everybody's on. got
4: those. Yeah, everybody's got those. Uh, one beer that I do want to make, um, we have a lot of IPAs coming up, but we made a Hoppy Stout fairly recently. Right, uh, uh-huh. Kind of similar to um, uh, Full Pints Night of Living Stout. Same same principle, Okay. Um, but it's hopped with uh, Citra and Simcoe and... I can't believe it worked as well as it did. Mm-hmm. Will it scale up to five, ten barrels? I don't know, but I can't wait to find there's out. There's only one way to find <laughs> exactly, out. exactly, <laughs> man. So it, it's been. There's a couple other beers like that. You yeah. know, the, the Raspberry Jalapeno was the real home run, and I, you know, there's a couple tweaks to be made here and there. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I, couldn't be happier with how it turned out.
1: So, so the night, night of the Living Stout is definitely a good bogey to go after. Right, I mean that's an award-winning
0: beer. Yeah, exactly. So, is there anything that Whitehorse didn't currently uh, didn't offer before you came on board? that you've added to the stable um
4: well obviously we were doing you know the raspberry jalapeno we did a blueberry stout for um valentine's day called it i love you a waffle lot back to the girlfriend and funny names (laughs) um punny names excuse me (laughs) um we're doing some more fruit beers we're going to do a mango wheat coming up here um you know i think there's always a place for those you know there's just a certain demographic that likes especially in the summertime likes fruity beers um and at the berlin tap room uh we recently released our uh first small batch of new england ipa you know you got to have one of those um whether we all like them or not we <laughs> got you got to have one I, I i do enjoy them but you know there's a lot of other beer styles as well um so yeah we have we have some other cool stuff coming up i'd like to um bring in some other yeast maybe do some hefts and stuff like that nice. um but it's you know time and and place and when it fits in the schedule.
1: So you you mentioned a, a small batch. I understand that you guys have a are starting up a small batch series. Uh, what I talk about a little bit uh, with that is that uh, essentially your uh, your playground. Uh, to see, you know, these are your homebrew recipes, just to see if it if it hits with the market and things like that. Is that essentially what you guys are going for with the small batch, or how does that operate? That's
4: exactly what it is, to be honest. Um, they're 10 gallon batches. We do five gallons in Berlin and then five gallons in Washington. Um, it's really is just a way to play around with beer. Um, we're doing, you know, seasonal releases. Releases. Um, we did one for the. Uh, the first year anniversary here, like a birthday cake beer, uh, we did a gold ale. It was made like a hazy IPA with like the um thirteen eighteen yeast, mm-hmm. so it kept it, you know, kept all the yeast in suspension. But we threw uh, Oreos and cupcake syrup in it. Awesome. Yeah, it tasted like a birthday cake. I thought it really turned out well. <laughs> it was it was sweet, but it wasn't like diabetic coma sweet, mm. you know. <laughs> um, so that that one turned out well. Um, we made a peeps beer for Easter. Um, we're making a rose and lavender saison for Mother's Day. Ooh. Um, you know, just just fun stuff. But it's also I want to use it as a kind of a to see how some of like those are the kind of beers I probably wouldn't scale up. You know, mm. I mean, nobody wants to drink 150 gallons of a beer with peeps in it. Come on. But for ten gallons of degree. Yeah. <laughs> well, I stand corrected. Uh, but um some of it too, you know, I would like the hazy IPA or I want to try like a, a citrus heavy pale ale and stuff like that. So I want to see how they sell. And it's a great way to scale them up to five and then ten barrels because we mm-hmm. do have a
1: big system at Whitehorse. So right. we can we can make a boatload of beer man. So you you've talked a lot about about the the hits but everybody's got a miss uh do you have a a miss that comes to mind that you thought was really good but that it kind of came out and it just didn't just didn't work um a couple but (laughs) the first
4: one was a uh chocolate and Zataran seasoning you ever say like the pepper yeah i thought like chocolate pepper i tried it on like a hershey bar I was like "Ah, that's not Mm -hmm. terrible that's not should be interesting um, no, <laughs> it was a miss, uh, a big it. miss. Yeah, no, not so much. I did get better with age, but that's just because the bottle sat around for like four years, but whatever.
1: Um, oh, you've got bottles like that too. Huh? Yeah. We don't, don't we all
4: man. Uh, and I did a cherry wheat it was the same wheat base as the raspberry, but it ended up tasting like cough medicine, like mm-hmm. that old school yeah. cough medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was it was it was a shame to dump five gallons of it, but it would have been even a bigger shame to serve it to anybody. Right. So, but yeah, the, luckily we haven't any had any misses at Whitehorse yet. I'm a little more cautious with those, <laughs> even though, uh, like you know, we have a Vienna Lager on tap, and that was the second beer we made, I, right, George? I think that's right. Yes, that's yeah. right. And I always wanted to make a Vienna Lager at home, never had the chance to. So, mm-hmm. second beer, at Whitehorse. I figured. Why not? Why not? Let's see what 150 gallons of it tastes like. (laughs) And it it turned out, you know, I couldn't have been happier without it turned out. So it's been a... I'm sure we'll have a miss here at some point of White Horse, but so far, so good. Don't talk like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no Sorry. jinxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, just jumping back a little bit, White Horse has been open longer than you've been brewing. Have you done anything with the classic playbook? Because I know if we jump back to episode 10 of Hop Nation USA. It, it was definitely in the first half. Yeah, yeah, it was episode 10, I believe, that we had the White Horse Red Rebellion. I know we really enjoyed that beer. So mm-hmm. is it like have you done anything classics like that? Is that one still around? Um, that one's still on the recipe list.
4: Um, you know, George and, and his wife Susan and the other owners of Whitehorse have been nice enough to say, you know, here are the beers run with them. You can change what you like to change. Um, except for the honey lager. Uh, that's their number one seller. And Mm -hmm. he told me if I tried to change that, he'd throw me out. So (laughs) I I haven't,
2: no, I'm not throwing him anywhere. (laughs) He's making a lot of good beer,
4: (laughs) but yeah, we haven't touched the honey lager. Um, but I have tweaked some of the other recipes. You know, I think that's why this has been uh, so much fun. You know, I'm not going in to make somebody else's recipes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm able to tweak them, and if they're good beers, like we have a a smoke black lager that they were making before that I really enjoyed um and not that I didn't enjoy the other beers, it's just it's fun to put your your take on them. Really? You know what I mean? And I, I think that's what this stuff is all about. You know, mm-hmm. what what can you bring to the table? What can you you know? What hops do you want to use, or what you know, malt do you want to use, or whatever? So that's that's why it's been a lot of fun for me, especially because we're still making the classic styles and sticking to the, the the classic beers that they had and sticking to the names and stuff. But tweaking them is always cool, and I, I think the at least I hope that I, I hope I hope so that the response to the the tweaks has been pretty positive. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I I think just the fact that the tap room is now open in Washington, you get the ability to give a first impression for a lot of people. Who didn't get a first impression with White Horse before? That's right. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of cool because I can I can definitely attest to the fact that
1: uh, I Berlin is a fine town, uh, but it would take a while to get down there. I'll admit <laughs> it, it, it takes
2: about an hour and a half from here.
4: Right,
1: I, I'd say or so, right, George?
2: Yes, it's an hour and a half.
3: Um, all of my family lives back there, and I have not been back home since September. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so th- this location certainly does give you that. Next level of uh, accessibility uh, to the to the greater Pittsburgh market, and that definitely has to has to help things out. Uh, so we'll switch gears a little bit here uh, to, uh, to to Lisa and George. Uh, we'll move over to the the I'll say outside the brewery a little bit outside the tanks so for you guys your favorite styles what is there anything in particular that you guys like to be looking for obviously you have the uh, the honey lager which is the uh, the cornerstone uh, but is there anything else that you guys uh, would like to see on tap
2: or would like to, to go in a direction of anything like that when I first started talking to Mike I basically I, I see a, the question of working in beer well As with a lot of us, it goes back to probably when I was 14 or 15 years old. (laughs) We'll censor that to say 21. Right, (laughs) (laughs) right, right. Uh,
0: No, no, walls were different back then. It's fine. (laughs) Right,
2: right. Hey, The 80s were a great decade. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I, I got into craft beer through uh, Sam Adams. And, you know, I would try different styles, and I, I liked them all it's just like wow this is flavor and um, do I gravitate towards one some of these new beers I can't even pronounce or know their origins where, where it came from so it's always interesting to learn uh, the different styles but uh, I, I like lagers I'm a moldy guy but I, I tell you the more with this dry hopping and everything that I, I'm my taste is not gravitating towards IPAs but I can enjoy them mm-hmm. i mean i can remember years ago when when you know the small craft micro concept was starting you'd go to a place and you'd get a headache and it kind of turned me off well then that's when sam adams came on and it's like wow this can be something so you know again i i gravitated towards the maltiness uh I, I i guess i like loggers <laughs> <laughs> Well I can certainly appreciate that. I'm a I'm a loggerhead myself.
1: So I uh yeah. I'm with you on that one. Lisa, any styles that you
0: prefer gravitate towards?
3: Um so I tend to gravitate towards IPAs, stouts, um brown ales i really do like one of our beer one of the beers that we make that we haven't had for a while the old bakery ale um that's one of my favorites here it's made with burnt sugar
2: oh Um, okay
3: it's higher in ibus too a little bit i think it had 42 ibus in it um so you know i gravitate towards the beers that have the higher ibus Mm -hmm. and the darker beers and the ipas and things like that Um, when I go to, when I travel and go visit different breweries and things like that, um, you know, obviously I get a flight and try different beers, but I usually do like if they have small batch beers, I usually get those and try those or anything that sounds interesting. I was just in Charlotte last week and I had a real interesting, um, it was a strawberry rhubarb peanut butter and jelly beer. What? Yes. <laughs> it was a okay. small. It was it was a small batch, but I got it in my flight because I had to try it. Yeah. So, um, I really love the small batch series that we're doing because I I love to try new, interesting, different beers. So, um, anything that's new, interesting, sounds weird or IPAs, stouts, brown ales. That's what I like. Right on. <laughs> I,
0: thought, I, I like the idea of pilot series and small batches at breweries as well, because it just keeps things moving, keeps the taps rotating. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you something to come see. It's a spectacle every week, right. really. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: well, not only that, but I, I, Mike, I'm sure you could attest to this, is it keeps you interested as
4: well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that's been so much fun of the, the small batches is i can get yeast that i always want to use at home or or different hops or whatever and throw them in and see what happens you know mm-hmm. it's just stuff you you don't you run out of time for at home because you're making something for uh you know a beer pour, uh, pouring or a competition or right you know whatever but or even something to have on top of your house you guys are homebrewers, you know what it's like oh yeah but you know this allows me you know i i have some yeast at home for these next couple beers that I've always wanted to use and never had a chance to, and now we're going to make a 10-gallon batch and see what happens. Right. I don't you know, know. Either way, it's going to be alcohol. <laughs> Somebody will drink it.
0: That's the one thing you learn about homebrewing is you'll never make something so bad you can't drink it. Right. There are 7 billion people on this planet. There has to be at least yeah. one that will enjoy it. You, you have to really actually do it bad, like mess it up and infect it and right. really ruin it to make it undrinkable. <laughs> cool uh lisa and george do you guys have any home brewing experience or is it just simply a love for craft beer
3: so no i have no homebrewing experience whatsoever um i just over the years probably i don't know how many years it's been now three to five years i just started getting into craft beer and um just acquired a taste for it i will not i mean i've been out to places with friends, family, whatever, and I current, you know, I go directly to see what they have on tap, and if there is no craft beer or anything local, I drink water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes, Coolers Late is on tap most everywhere. So. <laughs> uh,
2: as far as uh, goes for me, well, all I can say is. I went from sam adams to um my nephew and my son coming home from college and say we want a homebrew and i'm like okay i don't have time to learn it so it's up to you guys (laughs) and um i said but uh, i only have one stipulation and we're going to all grain right away Mm -hmm. because i said if you're gonna if we're gonna do this i just want to i want to do it because i'm a big history guy so you think back to the early days of the america and how they did things and you know they knew what malt was but not in a bag right and you know i i can make tea and do all that i said you got i want you to know what's going on and um so yeah my my nephew always said i I remember you dropping the finger on enter when we ordered the whole brew kettle (laughs) setup and he he just couldn't believe it but uh that's my experience and you know i I get a real charge out of uh it's like mike said you're you're making something that you're gonna make a lot of people happy with and Mm -hmm. it's just fun and it's fun to see mike's passion and and uh and his knowledge and I'm a tank cleaner, <laughs> and I dump the grain in the in the uh, grain mill, and and I'm okay with that. And I ask questions, and I say, why do you do this? Why do you do that? And um, that's what makes it fun, though. And I like to learn, but uh, yeah. So that's my experience. Right on. Right on. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a good philosophy, really. It just making beer for fun, not trying to follow trends or chase anything. Just like. Do it to make people happy. Yeah. (laughs) 12 ounces (laughs) at a time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of making people happy,
1: I'm going to come back to this raspberry jalapeno wheat Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. really this is really good. That's a good segue because yes, this beer does make me happy as yeah. well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, once
0: again, my glass is empty. I did this to myself, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's such a really fresh and it's a summer drinker. It is, it but is. It, it's it's not overly sweet and it's not overly spicy. Anybody can enjoy that. I feel like that's and being that's it's only you said it was like four two. Yeah, four two. Yeah, so that's. Numbers upon numbers upon numbers. Yeah. Tailgating the uh, meadows, I guess you could do. <laughs> sure. I guess you could do that. I'm so in for that. Let's go, guys.
1: <laughs> but yeah, this is a very versatile beer on a, on a hot summer day. Uh, I can't think of a situation legalities aside, uh, where you couldn't drink this uh, during the hot summer day. I think this would just be a fantastic, just anytime beer. Uh, Even on the back porch on a late evening, just watching the sun go down, I think this would be a great beer for that. And I think it would just just fit perfectly with a good sunset. Usually you say grass cutter and not go so soft,
0: but all right. (laughs) I'll be perfectly honest. I don't think this is a grass cutter. (laughs) Really? I don't think it is. Huh. Yeah. You said it was good for anything, and then you're just, like, it's not a grass cutter, though. It's good for a grass cutter. I don't think it's great for a grass cutter. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know your weird ranking system inside your head. And neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> what I do know
1: is it is time to take a break. So let's take a quick time out, and we'll be back with segment three here on the Hop Nation USA podcast. We'll be right back. <laughs>
3: Hi, this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. So, we're two writers who tend to procrastinate just a bit. We like to snack, we like to talk. We don't have time to write, but we have time to do this podcast. We certainly do. Join us on the bench. Listen in at number two Girls on a Bench.
1: Nation, we're coming right back at you, and we're coming at you from the White Horse Brewery here in Washington, Pennsylvania. So it's time to talk beer. We've had ourselves a fine stout. We've had ourselves a fine raspberry jalapeno wheat, and now it's time for Steve to get what he wants, more so than what I want. I'll admit, but it's what the people want, so that's what the people are going to get. It is
0: time to talk IPAs. Yes, it is. I mean, IPAs do occupy 77% of the market, so the fact that we're even getting two-thirds, is or, well, one-third. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's still good enough, but, <laughs> <laughs> but people need to know if Whitehorse can brew a good IPA. Yes, yeah, so it is time to find out. Uh, we got a
1: fresh beer in our glass. It is time to try it out. So once again, and possibly for the final time, Mike, we're going to hand it back over to you. What the hell are we drinking?
4: So, uh, in your glass, we got a our latest hop series. Um, we have a, a standard IPA we always we almost always have on tap. It's not on tap currently, but it will be soon. Um, but this is our hop series. It's uh, called it glimmer of hop. So every time I make it, I'm going to use either a different hop. I don't want to call it a single hop, but I'm either going to use a different hop in the at the end of the boil and the dry hop, or I'm going to use a combination of hops. Uh, bittered with Nugget. 'cause nuggets cheap and a lot of <laughs> IBUs there. Don't have to use a lot of it. Um, this batch currently is uh like ninety five percent maris otter. Got a little bit of flake dry in it. Um and it's late hopped and dry hopped with Simcoe. Okay. Um you guys know Simcoe. Oh, pine yes. and and a little bit of citrus and just a beautiful hop. Um The base beer for this might change a little bit as we go along but uh yeah i'm really happy with how this turned out and you know like i said every batch will be a little different and i'm looking forward to having a lot of fun with it so okay enjoy it's seven and a half percent 60 65 ibus so it's an it's an ipa for ipa drink it's an actual
1: uh, more lean on the west coast side
4: of things yeah yeah, (laughs) it's it it has that beautiful color from the maris otter um Mm -hmm but it's not meant to be hazy in any way or anything. Right. So it's not, a, it's not an East Coast IPA where it's more <laughs> West Coast and it'll,
0: it'll probably stick that mm. as we go throughout the series. All right. Yeah, especially also it's featuring Simcoe. So again, that's searching pine, not citrus and juice. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not orange Exactly. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it has a really nice color to it and there, like it's a little you know cloudy but it's not hazy no this is <laughs> a classic he's craze this is a classic looking beer mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. classic it, looking IPA. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you were to make a a clip art
1: of beer, this is what what it would look like, and I don't mean that as an insult.
0: But no, this is—I
4: I, take that as a compliment. I think yeah, that's I, great. That's you compliment. know, that—that's all the the Maris Otter man. I mean, mm-hmm. Maris Otter is
1: a great base malt. Yeah, this is this is an absolutely classic looking beer. On the nose, well, it's definitely an IPA. I can tell you that. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. It's what
0: the people want. You've got to think of the people. <laughs> but yeah, it does have that piney nose to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's again, it's not citrusy. It's very much more. Piney on the nose. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump in on this. Yeah. So I'm down, and I can almost guarantee Adam might not be. There's just enough of a resinous back end that there is. There is. However, <laughs> uh, I will say that it doesn't
1: have an obnoxious back end. No. And, and what I mean by that is, there's a lot of IPAs that have
0: a, a, an aftertaste to it, a residue.
1: This doesn't have that.
0: No. It doesn't. It doesn't finish dry, and it also it doesn't. Punch you up front with hops. Correct. It's pretty. It eases you into a lot of hop, but mm-hmm. then it's there, and it's definitely like, oh, there's a piney resinous to it. Yeah. 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 I I I like the way it's constructed. I think this is this is a good beer. Yeah. This is this is one I could put down a lot because you know seven percent. It's, you know, up in there a little bit, but it's not, it's you know. close to a double, but yeah. not quite. Just yeah. a, just enough to get you in a little bit of trouble, but right, right, it's not right. all the way there. <laughs> but, yeah, there's no way I wouldn't be eating permanies with this. This is... <laughs> yeah. Have them yeah. bring you a wheelbarrow full of coleslaw. Yeah. Is that a special on Wednesdays? <laughs> wheelbarrow Wednesdays? <laughs> Have I been missing something?
5: <laughs> we'll, we'll
0: see what
1: we can do.
5: Lisa,
1: Lisa we're going to workshop that after this episode, just so you know.
3: I can get you a sock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> marketing <laughs> wheelbarrow wednesdays down at the white horse <laughs> it writes itself A That's uh. classic <laughs> you're welcome lisa <laughs> i know how to do copy <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm enjoying this beer and adam is powering through it so let's move on to the game part of the show yes the good times yes segment three is always a feature uh that we have some sort of game or some other bit of silliness going on but this time i get to recycle a game (laughs) That I never thought I'd actually get to use again. I I believe it's Upcycle. Upcycle, yeah, okay. Upcycle this? (laughs) It's evergreen content, whatever. (laughs) But uh, we were talking back to episode 10 when we featured uh, White Horse for the first time, that we also featured a couple other horse breweries, Dark Horse and River Horse, and it was all Kentucky Derby themed. Well, now that we're at White Horse for the first time, right? I get to recycle this game <laughs> <laughs> because we aren't White Horse, and we are, of course, right next to the horse racing track. That's right. Meadows and, and the Derby's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes. So I get to bring back: is it a horse, or is it a beer, or is it both? Let's find out. <laughs> you got to be much more musical than that. No, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Full
4: disclosure, if there's any good racehorse names, I'm going to use them for beer names. Okay. (laughs) Perfectly fine.
0: I don't care what you do. You take it up with the horse owners. (laughs) I ain't in charge. (laughs) But how this game works is we're going to go around the table, and it'll be Adam, Lisa, George, and Mike all competing against each other. I will give you a name, and you have to tell me, is the name of a racehorse the name of a beer, or is it possibly both? Okay. To try to narrow the scope a little bit because it, horse names are all over the place, <laughs> I try to keep it to uh, racetrack record holders for the Meadows. Oh, okay. And possible derby contenders. Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, there's your narrow scope. Not that it will actually help that much anyway. No. Zero <laughs> it, this, was, this was for my own sanity. Not at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was for my own sanity, so I didn't have to cross-reference everything. <laughs> so with that, uh, who would like to go first? We can start with Mike or we can start with Adam. I say we start with Mike because he's the guest. I'm good with that. And we'll <laughs> go around. All right, Mike. So tell me, is it a horse? Is it a beer or is it both? Some like it hot brown hopefully that's a beer name is that what you want to stick with uh you're questioning my answer but yes (laughs) okay you're wrong (laughs) so the way this will work is i will give it i will go around to the next person being that you still have two choices um george at this point you have the choice between is it a horse or is it both and if you can get it i'll give you the point both and unfortunately you're also wrong really <laughs> yes some like it Do hot I brown guess now? Wow. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so some like it hot brown is a horse and it's in derby contention really yeah uh i looked uh, uh, cross-referencing on untapped there are a lot of beers named some like it hot but none of them are brown ales and none of them are some like it hot brown oh so it's only a horse all right, then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I never would have thought that.
0: Well, there you go. That's how it, that, that's how it works. <laughs> so does that mean we need a raspberry jalapeno brown ale now? You can try that.
5: <laughs> oh, that sounds really weird. Small <laughs> <Come on>, batch.
0: <laughs> you can maybe do that with a scotch bonnet. You could, you know, separate your peppers. <laughs> I'm in. I'm totally in. <laughs> All right, George, I'm going to come to you. We're going to start with the second one. Santa Fe Beach Boy. Santa Fe Beach Boy. Is that a horse or is it both? Let's find out. Dun 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 dun. Both. Okay. Well, that's incorrect. <laughs> Lisa, is it a horse or is it a beer? A beer. That is incorrect as well.
3: <laughs>
0: we are really bad at this. <laughs> so Santa Fe Beach Boy is actually a horse, and it is the four furlong record holder at the Meadows Track. I had no idea that was a record. Yeah. I don't know. They have a bunch of records for things. All right. Racing forms are actually really hard to read, so I could... <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's it. <laughs> All right, Lisa, this is yours. My name is Citrus Maximus. Is that a horse, a beer, or both? Both. That is incorrect. Adam. I'm going to say it's a beer. Adam gets a point. Yes. My name is Citrus Maximus. Is brewed by the River Horseburn Company out of New Jersey. Neat. Yeah. Neat. there you go i actually didn't know that I, just well, put... I know that's why i said it so you and everybody else at home can learn i just took a flyer on it i'll admit <laughs> all right adam this one's yours okay tardy mcfly <laughs> tardy mcfly you know what i'm gonna go with horse final answer lock it in that is incorrect oh mike beer or both i want to say both but i'm gonna say beer and mike gets a point yeah. Tardy McFly is a sour from the Warhorse Brewery in Geneva, New York. Oh, yeah, I, I fr- didn't know that. That's why I gave it to you because it's a sour. <laughs> 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 I figured you knew all the sours in the world. <laughs> I got to admit, you uh, you get a good deep dive on these. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Nice. All right, Mike, yours is Bourbon War. It's like a play on the word of whiskey rebellion, something Washington County is known for. Oh. I'm going to go with what I hope the answer is. Both. I'm sorry, it's not. Beer or horse, George? Horse. And George gets a point. Nice. The Bourbon War is a horse up for contention for the Derby. Well, okay. Yeah. I just included that one because of the Whiskey Rebellion connection. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> just and, made me chuckle to myself. <laughs> and soon to be a beer from White Horse because that's a really cool name. For there you go. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can connect it to the Whiskey Rebellion. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm giving you things. <laughs> Uh, right George pure country
2: I have to stick with both it just seems to work
0: (laughs) unfortunately that's incorrect
3: can I phone a friend (laughs) 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 Um, I'm gonna have to go with horse
0: and Lisa gets a point isn't that also a channel on
1: XM Sirius
0: could be. I don't know. I don't have that. Oh, all right. I think it is.
3: It's a movie. How, how rich do you oh, think? Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how rich do you think I am? I can't afford satellite radio. <laughs> but yes, Pure Country is a horse. It is the two furlong uh, record holder at, at the Meadows Racetrack. I had no idea. No, of course not. But there you go. This information for everybody. All right, Lisa. Yours is mucho gusto.
3: I'm gonna go with both.
0: And Lisa pulls ahead with two points. Nice. Nailed it. Mucha Gosu is a derby <clears throat> contention horse. It is also a beer brewed by the Merrimack Brewing Company. It is also a cider from Cigar City. Oh. oh. All right. Well, that should, shouldn't that be worth like double points? One and a half, cider. maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, Cigar City has a cider and meadery. So they I didn't know that. I don't think it comes anywhere outside of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting.
3: Should we be uh betting money on these horses that you're naming? No. <laughs> uh,
0: none of these horses are actually way up in the contention, so <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, Adam. Okay. Moving to you. Yes, let's make this happen. Scary Jesus Rockstar. <laughs>
1: So that uh, You know what? I think it is just a beer because I couldn't imagine somebody actually naming a horse that. So I'm going to stick with just
0: beer. You got it. Really? Yep. Nice. Scary Jesus Rockstar as brewed by Dark Horse Brewing.
1: Oh. Yeah. Dark Horse. They're out of Michigan, aren't they? They are. Right on. There you go.
0: And we come to Mike for our final one. Mike, Tennessee Tornado. That sounds like a horse. Sounds like a horse, doesn't it? Yeah. But that's incorrect. <laughs>
2: George
5: Huh <laughs> I know right
2: <laughs> I'm gonna stick with both
0: <laughs> Nope Really Oh man <laughs> How is that not the name of a horse <laughs> You would think I know <laughs> I, I did some google searching And I couldn't find it
1: So what was the full name of that
0: Tennessee Tornado Tennessee Tornado It is simply a beer Brewed by the evil horse Burn company Out of Illinois Hmm Yeah
2: that's crazy.
0: What kind of beer do you know? Oh, I didn't write that down. That's okay. <laughs> I think it was a pale ale, but yeah, you can find it on Untapped. So that sounds like the kind of beer that needs to be barrel-aged in some Tennessee whiskey barrels. <laughs> you would think and you know what? It actually might have been <clears throat> Oh, really? I think that yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I picked it because it was a Oh, it was a barrel-aged Belgian. That's what it was. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> There half point for you, Adam, for getting barely. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you round down for me. So yes. <laughs> so at the end of is it a horse, is it a beer, or is it both? Uh, we have Mike and George with one point, and Lisa and Adam with two points. So it's time for the tiebreaker. I didn't have one. <laughs> I figured doing nine it wouldn't <laughs> come to that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Well, obviously, I I
1: can't win. Yeah, no. I will acquiesce the victory. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: congratulations, Lisa. Uh, Thank you. The grand champion. Of this episode, yes. (laughs) She may have to take on the previous champion from episode 10. I don't remember who that was. I'll assume it was Sam. It was either Sam or you. Right. It wasn't me, because I ran the game last time. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we need to talk about this beer a little bit. Sure. We'll come back to it. Oh, we're coming back to it. Yeah, we can come back to it now. Oh, now. Okay. Yeah, I met mean, you know, back later. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, no, "What the hell else you no, got to no. talk about?" <laughs> no, I ain't got nothing else to talk All about. Right. <clears throat> uh, I like it. Again, I already said I could just put a bunch of these down along with a bunch of permani sandwiches. Kind of mm-hmm. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so I I understand the beer and I get the beer Sandos and Simcoes. But it ooh, <laughs> Lisa, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Saturday feature. Saturday. <laughs> S- 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 Sandoz and Simco's. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, unfortunately, it,
1: this is just... It, it came up against the fact that it's, it's a style of beer that I don't like. Uh, I will say it is a well-constructed beer. Uh, it is a good beer for what it is. I'll say it for the style. It is a good beer. It's just simply not what, what I look for. But it is a well-constructed beer. It is not a hateful beer. There are certain IPAs out there that are hateful... This is not one of them. This is somebody who would enjoy an IPA would definitely enjoy this one. No doubt about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) I do.
5: (laughs) (laughs) See? I told you. (laughs) told you so.
0: All right. Well, I guess that's time to put them up on the podium. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go first. Okay. For me, uh, it'll actually just kind of go in the order that we drank them tonight. I think. Okay. Uh, the bronze medal position, I'm gonna give to the uh, to the Irish Dry Night. What's called it? Nitro. It's not. Mm-mm. I'll give to the Irish uh, Dry Stout. It's a pretty good. Dry Stout. I enjoyed it enough. It's Really drinkable. It just, I guess, for the fact that we're starting to warm up, that I don't crave stout as much. <laughs> That's all I can think. Like mm-hmm. tonight, all the beers were really good, so it's kind of hard to choose. But I, I guess I'm just going to go with the the thought of eh, no more stouts for a little bit. I've been drinking a whole bunch. Well, for you, a little bit is like three weeks. I know it's, it's a three week span. It could be like eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have a Prairie O Fudge sitting in the fridge. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you know, as we move into July, I would more want the raspberry jalapeno and the Simcoe. Um, but uh, for silver, I'm going to put the raspberry jalapeno wheat. That's a really good drinkable beer. It's nice and easy. And, you know, it has a nice bright color to it, which is interesting. You know, sometimes, you know, fruited beers don't stick out that well. And then if they are that dark, you get a little off put because sometimes they're too sweet. That one's not too sweet at all, though. And it's not too spicy, at least not for me. Mm. But I can't see anybody finding it too spicy. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, the the simcoe the the glimmer of hop simcoe is so drinkable and it's so tasty and it's also so classic as i've been moving more and more back into wanting classic ipas yeah this is a good representation of just a classic sim Simcoe west coast it has that nice pintiness, it would pair well with any kind of you know sandwich or coleslaw or <laughs> french fries french fries (laughs) things that are salty things that are vegetable-y things like that it's just yeah it go well with fish it just it's but like adam said it's not too pushy it's not like a six point uh resin where all your taste is hop (laughs) like it just ruins your palate this Mm -hmm. isn't going to ruin your palate it works in conjunction with whatever else is going on with whatever you're eating so yeah gold gold medal tonight for me is the glimmer of hop adam so i'm going to go the exact opposite of what you said with the glimmer of
1: hop i'm going to put that in the bronze medal position and that is simply because it's not a style that i enjoy that that's the only reason uh it is a well constructed beer and those that enjoy the ipa uh styles would like this beer i'm just not one of those people so it it kind of got relegated to bronze simply because it is what it is uh into the silver metal position, I am going to put that uh, dry Irish stout. I really like that beer. I thought it was a well-crafted beer. It had that good roastiness to it. Uh, I could drink more than one, no doubt. Although I will say, if we had it on nitro, that'd be cool too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure would be cool. If okay. Did. <laughs>
1: but no, even even on the CO two, it is a good beer uh, in and of itself. Uh, so that would only be, I would say, a, I can't even say improvement because that's not the right word for it. But it would just be a, a, a twist on it. That's all it would be. Uh, but. The way it is now is a good beer i like it i can definitely drink more than one Uh, and when i come back again i probably will unfortunately for those two beers uh, it came up across that raspberry jalapeno wheat which far and away uh, took the gold medal for me like steve said we're coming into the summer months and that beer is absolutely perfect for a nice spring day a good summer day where you just want to be outside doing anything uh, I think that is a, a perfect beer for that. It's got that brightness. It's got that little bit of a bite. It's not even a bite. It's like a nibble of jalapeno, and it's just right for a warm summer day. And So for that reason, that goes into the gold medal position, uh, running away.
0: All right. Well, now comes the part where we really like to have fun, and we let our guests rank their babies. <laughs> so uh, let's start with Lisa. Uh, which of these three beers would you bronze, silver? And gold, and we'll end with Mike as the brewer, <laughs> wow. and make him really make him really choose his children. So think about it.
3: <laughs> I didn't know we had to rank these. <laughs> um, I actually like all three of these beers, so I. Oh my gosh, this is so hard for me to rank them. Um, I'm actually going to have to rank, even though I love IPAs, I'm going to have to rank it in the bronze position only because... um, I'm a small person, so when I go and drink beers, I have to look at the ABV on beers. So just because it's a little higher in ABV, that's the only reason I'm going to rank it in the bronze position, but I love it. Um, In the silver position, I'm going to rank the raspberry jalapeno wheat. Um, I love it. I don't have anything bad to say about it. The only thing... um, I don't know. I just, I love the color and of it. And it doesn't have that bite. When you actually smell the raspberry jalapeno wheat, you can smell, you smell the jalapenos. And a lot of people um, are afraid of that. And I always tell people, just try it it's not the smell and the taste are completely different on that raspberry jalapeno wheat from what you're going to get and then in the silver position i'm going to have to say the irish stout just because i love the darker beers and the brown ales i don't care if it's summer i will drink a stout <laughs> in the summer <laughs> i love the darker beers i love the irish stout it's probably my favorite stout that we have
2: all right george going ahead Okay, well, I don't want to sound like I have a problem. <laughs> but, uh, it, again, it's hard for me to rank these beers as well. Um, obviously, they're they're all different, and I, I think what makes it so difficult is because I can taste so much in each beer, and I enjoy that. Um, so I, I would probably the bronze for me would be the Simcoe Uh, I'm getting into the IPAs and I've told Mike that um, so that it's really bringing me around Uh, and then the Irish stout and then the the raspberry jalapeno because that beer just to me I pick up, I'm glad it's not hot but I still get the whole idea uh, of the uh, jalapeno but then i can really get the raspberry that probably dampens the there's no perceived uh heat in that beer for me but it's not overpowering like eating a bag of snyder's uh jalapeno chips <laughs> so I, and i want another taste and, and I, I just really enjoy that beer so that's my gold
0: you can definitely tell they're from Berlin. They <laughs> name drop <laughs> Snyder's rather than any other brand. <laughs> all right, Mike, go on ahead.
4: Uh, so, you know, for me, you know, especially being so new into this large batch brewing um, and, you know, a head brewer at a brewery, um, I couldn't be happier with these three beers. And I'm glad we had them all on tap when you guys showed up. Um, so,. I love IPAs and stouts. If it were, if it were up to me, uh, half of our board would be IPAs and the other half would be stouts <laughs> and porters. I just, I'm, yeah, I know, right? I, I love those styles. I mean, I love all styles, but those are the two that I seem to gravitate towards. Um, so I'm going to give the, the the silver and bronze for me. It could go either way. Uh, Simcoe and Irish Stout. Um, if you make me pick. I'm gonna put the Simcoe in bronze because I think that beer needs a little bit of work for what I want that hop series to be as far as the malts go. Uh, And that's just me being my own worst critic as we have to be. Uh, We'll put the Irish Stout in the um, silver position. I love that beer. I couldn't be happier with how it turned out and how it scaled up for that matter. And even though I don't drink a ton of the raspberry jalapeno, and I never drank a ton of it at home, it's not that I don't like it, I just always ended up giving it to all of my friends, um, I'm going to give that beer the gold, because if it weren't for that beer, I wouldn't be at Whitehorse, I wouldn't be the head brewer at a brewery, um, that's the beer that, that's the home brew beer that got me addicted to this, this whole hobby, and now I don't want to say profession, where, you know, it's just it's still just a great experience and the raspberry jalapeno is that beer it always is and always will be
0: so right on. Going for the raspberry right on well let's continue around and we'll go back to lisa and just give us any kind of final plugs for events coming up social media however people can find white horse and this uh, tap room down here in washington and the brewery out in berlin
3: Uh, So we have a website. Uh, It's www.whbrewing.com. And our Berlin and Washington locations are both on there. You can find our current tap list. um, Events. I know I'm still working on posting mine at this location (laughs) on there. Um, You can find out about us on there. Uh, Facebook. um, Washington is... Whitehorse Brewing at the Streets and the Berlin location is Whitehorse Brewing LLC and then um, Washington is also on Twitter and Instagram our Instagram is Whitehorse Brewing underscore at underscore the street and Twitter is just at brew at the street Um, you can find us on there so any events that we have you can find um I would look on Facebook first if you have Facebook and then you know reference our website after that.
0: We heard tales of some sort of puppy and pints as well?
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we like I said we have this relationship with Permany Brothers. Um so we are coordinating together and starting on Wednesday, May 8th, we are going to have puppy pint nights and it's going to be every wednesday until the end of august and it's 5 p.m to 9 p.m you can bring your um fur baby and our brewery will actually be open to bring your dog inside that night as well as our patio and out front and Actually, our patio is open to dogs anytime it's open, so you can bring your dog anytime. We're gonna have, we'll have specials. Um, Primani's as well, they'll have specials. And then we're gonna have like a nonprofit and vendors and things set up that night as well that, you know, for instance, Pet Search or like a dog trainer and things like that on Wednesday nights.
1: Do you, by chance, have any dogs for rent for the evening that you could use uh, for those of us that don't own a dog but absolutely love dogs?
3: I'm sure I could find you one, yes. I cannot <laughs> loan mine out. but
1: just Just asking for a friend, that's yeah. all. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday as you should, then just search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Podbean Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us <laughs> use five. And that's a bigger crime than Pramani's not having a wheelbarrow Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but I just want to thank uh, Lisa Grant and uh, Mike for having us down here at Whitehorse. I had a good time. I had some good beer. I suggest everybody come down, especially now that you know that Permanes is on the menu. Yes. And so we're dogs on certain Wednesdays. And
1: <laughs> well, the dogs aren't on the menu. That's, that's a whole other situation. I don't know. I misunderstood. <laughs> but no, I, I would like to thank, uh, thank all of you for letting us come down here and talk with you guys. You guys have a really great space. I really like your beers. Uh, and uh, don't be surprised if you see me down here soon. Word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Word.
0: Awesome. Uh, if you have any final thoughts, uh, now's the time. <laughs>
3: Um, just thank you so much for um, providing us with this opportunity and coming here and speaking with us um, also i had mentioned on a break in september we are going to be doing a big homebrew competition on saturday september 7th so look on our facebook page for details for that to come
0: right on uh, yeah you'll definitely see us at least down here for that so right it just depends on what side of the table we'll be on right (laughs) all sides
1: (laughs) we'll work in shifts
0: yeah just got to find somebody to pour for us and then we can drink and then it's all how it works (laughs) all right well adam do you have anything no i'm good all right well thanks again the white horse Brewing, and we'll see you next week